What is up, good people? Welcome back to Holy Shit Pod, a holy, irreverent, irreverently holy conversation about spirituality, culture, and the world. Today, Katie, Natasha, Pastor Sam, and I are coming at you with a conversation about cancel culture. The conversation is a follow-up on a church announcement from a few weeks ago, back when we were talking about Janet Jackson and chronicling her life and what happened to her career in the wake of her cancellation post-Super Bowl. What year was that? 2004. I was in college, yeah. Super Bowl 2024. 2004. Damn. Yeah, yeah you're going to make your Amber Alerts in the future. <laughs> <laughs> All jokes aside, I do want to acknowledge that a lot has happened over the last week. Judge Katanji Brown-Jackson has officially received President Biden's nomination to be the first Black woman to ever serve on the Supreme Court of the United States. Russia has officially gone to war on the Ukraine and so much more. And we're going to talk about all those things on next week's pod. But we just needed a little bit of time to digest it all and try to figure out what else, if anything, needs to be said on the topic. So for today, we're talking about cancel culture. If you are someone who is struggling with the state of the world, be encouraged and know that you are not alone. We all are praying to the gods in whom we believe and trust and hope. And we remain confident that the arc of the moral universe leans toward justice and that we have within us what it takes to wage peace in the face of those who wage war. Keep your head up, fam, and let's get into it. All right. Welcome to the Church of Holy Shit and the Temple for all the saints and the ain'ts. This is still the day the Lord has made, and we shall rejoice and be glad in it, as I've already noted. There are no church announcements today, only a word of pod for the people of pod. Thanks, Thanks be to pod. And I know that's cheesy, and some of y'all don't like it, but I love it every single time. It just warms my little heart every week. So today's conversation is about cancel culture, and some might say the limitations associated therewith. That felt real formal, didn't it? When you say therewith. Mm -hmm. Therewith, oh, oh, when you start using them biblical words. (laughs) Oh, therewith. (laughs) Come on, King James, and henceforth. Wherewithal. Wherewithal, I'm done with you, uh, Alabama. I mean, North Carolina, North Carolina. North Carolina. You're done with Alabama too, but that's Mm. another story. We can't be done with Baymanese. That's Bay right there, Bay. Bay Manette. I'm just figuring, how Tennessee trying to talk about anybody else? Mm-mm. I'm from Nashville. You see, he want to go by Nashville, but we got to say Tennessee. Tennessee. It's mm-hmm. Memphis, it's Hot Springs, it's all of that. Knoxville. Murfreesboro. Mm-hmm. Yes, all of that. <laughs> Listen, I'm always in a blue city, and Murfreesboro's actually a blue city now. Let's get it right. Okay, okay, okay. Y'all fast today. Fastest growing city in the state. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> It's gentrified. (laughs) (laughs) This is true. (laughs) Yes, and it's also black. It's still black. So today I want to talk a little bit about cancel culture and the limitations of canceling people and what we do after someone is canceled. For the last couple of weeks, I've seen several documentaries. I believe one is on Lifetime and it's talking about Janet Jackson and chronicling her life and what happened to her career in the wake of her cancellation post-Super Bowl 2004. And then there was a second documentary that came out. I believe it was on HBO Max, but no, it was on Showtime. We're not doing ads because they don't ask us to, but I'm just letting you know where they are in case you want to watch them. And it was on Bill Cosby. Kamal Bell did one called, uh, basically, we need to talk about Bill Cosby. So the tension for me is both Bill Cosby and Janet Jackson have been canceled. Last week, we talked about Whoopi Goldberg and her semi-cancellation slash suspension. And I believe that Whoopi, Janet, And Bill are all three very different case studies in cancellation. Mm -hmm. So hear me say that loud and clear. Bill's a rapist. Janet showed her titty. 
And do you know how many titties and asses I see? On TV. On my Instagram. Janet did not show her own titty. You. So my question is, where did we get cancel culture from and what is its actual goal? I think it's become something over the last 10 years that nobody intended. And I think we need to get back to whatever their original purpose was and figure out a more constructive way for dealing with folks who do stupid shit. The first person that I remember getting canceled was Paula Dean. That's the first person you remember getting canceled? I'm sure there were others, but it felt more personal to me because I had booked a trip to Savannah to eat Paula's fried chicken. And I was betwixt and between because I really wanted it. And she had just been calling people niggas. <laughs> calling people niggas and wanting to uh, have a wedding where all the black uh, people were servants. She did that. And so I was betwixt and between because I was like, I'm a homosexual and I eat this Christian chicken from Chick-fil-A. <laughs> Why can't I eat <laughs> racist chicken? This racist chicken from Paula. <laughs> so it ain't just Christian chicken. It was homophobic chicken. Evangelical chicken is what I should say. Mm-hmm. Not Christian chicken. Evangelical. Yeah, it ain't Christian chicken. So if I eat the evangelical chicken, why can't I eat the racist chicken? And then they canceled her. Wasn't her restaurant still open? Yes. But I'm saying I felt conflicted because we had canceled her. She just ain't on TV making all these millions. So you didn't eat the chicken? No, I ate it. I ate the chicken. He ate it. Do you not know Brandon? Well, no, but I was like, we didn't get to the end of the story. Oh, I ate the chicken. And I made sure that I was seated in a prominent space in the restaurant, in the front of the restaurant, where everybody saw me. And I made sure that I only asked for white people to prepare my food and to bring it to my table. I made sure we didn't have no black people. We're going to reverse the roles. Have done that before. <laughs> <laughs> so who's the first person y'all remember getting canceled? I'm not sure I can think of someone. I think I didn't realize this phrase cancel culture until the last couple of years. I mean, in some ways it's hold people accountable. Like in, in some ways it's, I mean, I'm not talking about Jen Jackson here, but another thing is to be able to say, hey, that's wrong or something. I mean, that, I, I, I don't know. I think the thing that gets me is that the people who are critiquing liberals or what have you for cancel culture are still the ones who are banning all these books. And so it's this disconnect. So, but Katie, you got longer history than anybody else on this podcast. Who's the first person you remember getting canceled? Because I do think that there's something to be said about social media and its impact on cancel culture and an escalation or um, an increase in the frequency of people being canceled. Because we can quickly make these clips and put them on TikTok or Mm -hmm. Twitter or Facebook or whatever the platform is. Versus in your day, it was like telegrams being sent in order to cancel people, right? Morse code, right? Um, Carrier pigeon. (laughs) (laughs) Message in a bottle. I'm being playful, but I'm... I, but, I mean, back there, people said stupid things all the time. I mean, white supremacist shit, shit all correct. the time. So nobody got canceled back then. And I'm talking about like three years ago. You do know when Twitter came out, right? Yeah, no, I don't. I don't know any of that. I'm just saying that white supremacists can still say stuff today. But I mean, that we just, that wasn't happening until white people realized that there's racism or that, that they're black people. But not even just white supremacists. Because one of the things that like, the Kamau Bell documentary highlighted is Bill Cosby has been saying problematic shit for a real long time. There have been entire bits inside of his specials, inside of his comedy specials, where he's talking about drugging women and laughing about it. He was being interviewed by Larry King, talking in very concrete, descriptive terms about what he does as it relates to the drug in question with him raping people. Like, we should have canceled him then. There's an entire Cosby Show episode where he's talking about barbecue sauce on the nightstand and taking Claire Huxpool up there to give her some barbecue sauce so that they can go make it do what it do. 
And the documentary also highlights the television show he was like grooming us to accept him as a rapist. He was a what? OBGYN who saw female clients, cis-het female clients in his basement of his home behind a closed door. I didn't even realize he saw them in the basement of his home. <laughs> wow. I'm trying to tell y'all. He was he like he put this shit on front street. He should have been canceled a long time ago, but instead he became America's dad. So when did we get to the place where we got so woke that we were aware that these things are problematic and we needed to cancel people as a result of their problematic statements and or actions? I think it was Paula and her fried chicken. You you do raise a very very valid point, um Brandon in that social media has made the cancellation process very different. Yeah. The first person I remember getting canceled was Marilyn Manson. Oh. People, the beautiful people. Yes. Yes. Because people were connecting him to satanic stuff and didn't want their children listening to it. So I remember being in school with people who liked Marilyn Manson and there was a whole movement to be able to listen to his music and all of that. So, Huh. I hadn't thought about that. That goes way back. It does go way back. Did everybody cancel Marilyn or was it just the Christians? Well, I think he he's not as popular as he was and we're not celebrating him, right? Wait a minute. Are Marilyn's pronouns he, him? We wouldn't know. I'm not sure because... Marilyn Manson is not in the forefront to tell us because of the cancellation. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not sure, but I will say when it comes to your point about Cosby and how he tried to groom us and stuff, I think the people who were watching, which was pretty much all of America, would see the comedy and the lightheartedness of the show. And that's how those kinds of things were able to slide under the radar. Mm-hmm. Right? which is what we mean when we now can talk about how words have power and you go back and listen. But when you were listening for the first time or even the tip time with the reruns that used to be played, we didn't hear that. I didn't hear that. Right. But now, yeah, it's like all in my face. Mm -hmm. Especially black folks. What we actually heard was you got a black doctor. That's it. And a black lawyer. Correct. And you saw this, you know, black excellent. You saw the kids in college. That's Mm -hmm. what was kind of on the forefront. Yeah. And we were happy. Yeah. You know, we were proud that we we weren't playing the drug addict. You know, that these weren't just the roles. These folks were America's family and they were black folks. Yeah, that's real. I mean, the documentary highlights that. Yeah. I encourage people to watch it. It's actually a very nuanced, well done documentary that says he was America's dad, literally, and not just for black people. He was America's dad across the board. And he did so much actually to advance black folks in the industry and around the world. Like, he's done so much. And I think that's the tension is how do we actually honor the fact that there are good things that Bill Cosby did and he's a rapist? We do it for David. Who? Chappelle. Biblical David. He did a lot of things. Did he not? He was like the worst example of somebody who should be honored by God. I don't do it for him. You do. Every time you go hollering, let us go into the house of the Lord, into Mm -hmm. into all of that stuff. David was a biblical Bill. Yes. I mean, Bathsheba was over there taking a bath. <laughs> and David was worse than Bill. He had that woman husband killed. <laughs> yes, exactly. A murderer and a rapist. And defied the true and living God. But he was a man after God's own heart. Right. Ooh. 
show we can nuance. <laughs> mm-hmm. Th- this is our word of the day, y'all. Nuance. That's our vocabulary word. <laughs> so that's my question. How do we and or should we do for Bill Cosby and other rapists, hateful people, what we do for David? No. Why not? Not for Bill. The question is, should we be doing that for David? Oh. Um, or should we be holding David more accountable? Because we don't talk about the incident with Bathsheba. Mm-hmm. We, we don't preach sermons about how he abused his power, how he dehumanized this woman. We don't talk about those things and those are things. Bill or David? Because it could go either way. I'm, well, I'm talking about David right now, but yeah. Okay. We talk about Bill. I'm, ta- I'm on biblical Bill now because we don't talk about biblical Bill. Got it. And we do that because it's in the Bible and because it's scripture and because we think we can and we should. It's in the what? It's in the Bible. Ah. It's in the Bible. Mm. You got to say it like that. Mm. Katie, say it one time. Bible. <laughs> okay, good. Yes. <laughs> Almost, yes. You're getting there. We're going to keep on working on it. I think it sounds pretty clear what we think about Bill Cosby. What about Janet Jackson? Janet Jackson... Did nothing wrong. Mm Mm-hmm. Full stop, period. Nothing. But she was two years too early. If she would have just waited for people to start showing their body parts on Tumblr, we would have been fine. She didn't do that. Right. It was done to her. Right. Of course, in 2004, Facebook was only a college network. We didn't have Twitter. We didn't have any. We had, what, MySpace? And uh, Brandon had Black Planet. And did. <laughs> <laughs> Don't there worry. was no Twitterverse. And people was like, oh, you know, uh, uh, there's so many kids watching. And now, like Brandon said, it's breasts everywhere. If that's your preference. My timeline doesn't have many breasts in it. It's mostly chesticles and <laughs> prints. <laughs> what Natasha said is, is the key, though, right? Like, this was done to her. This wasn't her pulling off her um, corset. Right. This is right. Justin Timberlake doing that. And he went on to make big money and nobody's heard about Jane Jackson. Again. But here's the thing. You got to watch the documentary. If you go to Lifetime, you can get a free membership to watch it, at least for right now. And that's not because you're listening to the show. They just give you a little temporary access to watch the show. Type in THSP. For your free trial. <laughs> <laughs> We're not there yet, folks. We're getting there one day. But she, she basically says, we planned to do this. If you look at the costume, go back and Google the picture. Underneath the costume, there's like a red brassiere that can be seen on both sides of her body. Yeah. And so the intention was to rip off the leather or the black portion of the costume and for the red to still be there. Now, what ended up happening was the costume malfunctioned. So Janet did have agency in yeah. this. So let's honor that. Mm-hmm. This was planned. And Janet also mm-hmm. knew her audience. She wasn't planning to show her whole breast with her nipples semi-covered. Just the top part. Mm-hmm. And Justin Timberlake even has said, Janet, do you want me to come out and make a statement? And this is according to the story that Janet told us. I want to honor Janet's story. Right. And not the story that we've come to tell. Janet says she told Justin, no, don't say nothing. I don't want no drama for you. Again, being the savior of the world, black women. Yeah. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just trying to give the context. Yeah. Yeah. She shouldn't have to come out and say anything for us to understand that she was not alone on the stage. Mm -hmm. And the question is, I didn't watch the documentary. When you say we planned this, she said we planned this. Who is the we? Everyone should have owned that. The people at the top should have owned that. Janet should not have been the only person who suffered so greatly from this thing. No, absolutely not. You're right, Sam. And that's part of what the documentary highlights. Janet's career was going like this. She had just gotten to the place because I think Michael was dead by this time or he was dying. So she was no longer living in her brother's shadow. Everything that she put out was a hit. And people loved Janet. Like the Super Bowl really can be the apex of your career. Like when you've really arrived and that was taken from her by white executives. Yep. It's worse than what happened to Whoopi Goldberg on The View. 
Oh, yeah. Right? A white executive who's probably also said anti-Semitic things. Yeah. I don't know who the person is. Maybe All the time, probably. But likely has probably said some equally horrifying things. Cancels a black woman to stand up for the whole network. Mm-hmm. And Janet now has to stand up for the entire network that produced the Super Bowl. Let's hang the black woman out to dry. And then we'll all take a pass and keep making all these millions. Always. And, and to your point, you know, I, I feel some kind of way. The very fact that Justin Timberlake, you say he went and asked, do you want me to make a statement? Just make a statement. Because what he wanted was for to say, no, please don't. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Which is exactly what she did. And so then you put the onus, the responsibility on the black right. woman to give you your pass. Right. So that you don't have to go out there and take ownership and say, y'all stop crucifying this woman. Right. It was my hand on her costume that malfunctioned. Correct. Nobody had to give him permission to go do that. Right. Thank you, Samuel. Well, Samuel, we vibing today. I'm getting mad. Come on, mad. Big mad. It's the objectification of Janet Jackson, too. I watched the whole video um, this morning, and Justin Timberlake is like in baggy khakis, a t-shirt, and a jacket, and then Janet Jackson's dressed real good. But that's the whole point. How many times you watch that malfunction, Katie? <laughs> that one just once. There are other things that are better. So, um, with Janet yeah. Jackson. Oh. <laughs> um, well, sir, <laughs> the Reverend has spoken. I say. The whole point was to objectify her, even as I just said she was looking real good, um, and give everybody else a pass. She was expected to take the blame right. by yep. all of them. And like Samuel said, he didn't need no permission. He should have come out just as quickly yep. and said no. And not only just him, but everybody else, the costume designer, okay? Mm-hmm. Everybody on the team and not gone to her and said, do you want me to do this? They didn't ask her permission to do nothing else. So when, when did white people start submitting themselves to black women talking about, do you want me to do this? But in this time of convenience where your career could be at stake, you all of a sudden get a conscience and you want to come to me and say, do you want me to say something on your behalf? Boy, shut up. Shut all the way up because you don't mean me no good. This is a good place to put a pin and take a quick break. And then I want to come back and make a slight turn to ask the question about what the role of restoration, reconciliation, or those sort of words that Christian folks like to use in the aftermath of drama what the role of those things, or justice. And that's where I want to go after the break. We'll be right back after this. Welcome back from that quick break. So Sam, I told y'all these were no real breaks. <laughs> it's a break music, though. Good Lord. I can upload some and do it next time. What you eating on? Uh, oh, she's drinking. Oh, she took that straw in her mouth like it was a whole snack. Yeah. <laughs> um... <laughs> So got to keep them ready. So, Sam, you were making a turn. With, well, we were all making a turn, but Sam, you said it most explicitly before the break, that fake break. What is a turn toward justice? Because I do think you're right. Some people think that cancel culture and canceling folks is justice. If we can get Bill Cosby locked up, if we can get Janet Jackson canceled, if we can get Whoopi Goldberg suspended, we have done the work of justice. But is that actually justice? Right. And sometimes it's partial justice, right? Bill needed to be locked up long ago. He still needed to be locked up. Mm-hmm. Right. We we had a we had an episode where we talked about how we understood the law and why that was overturned, but we we also agreed right. that he needed to be locked up. Yeah. The reason I didn't give my example earlier because I was thinking about the gay couple who sued the baker who would not bake them 
a cake. Sure. I don't remember when that happened, but from my understanding, the suit against this baker was not to cancel the baker. It was so that the gay couple could have the same access mm-hmm. that the other folks had uh-huh. to get a cake. Right. And so, you know, that's why I bring up that. What does justice look like? Right. Um, does it look like just cancel culture? I think about the civil rights movement. A lot of that wasn't canceled. Like they were saying, we want to be treated fairly. We want to be treated equally. You know, you don't, you don't just have to go away and disappear forever, but you ain't going to serve me from the back of the restaurant no more. Correct. Mm-hmm. Like you say, Brent, what does justice look like in all of this? Yeah. I mean, and I think that what's coming up for me as we're talking about it, and I didn't have this thought prior to recording, at least not in these words, is that I ultimately think that cancel culture is about white progressive power. Hmm. That's what it, yes. It, which, which is still an act of white supremacy. Yes. Hello. Because I'm sitting here, like, where did we get the word cancel to begin with? And likely it came from black folks. Because, I I mean, I think back, like, cancel culture wasn't a thing until X period in time. But I can remember black folks talking about, "Mm -mm, you cancel, right? And that's something that's Mm -hmm. playful. Mm -hmm. It has a meaning, but we don't have a system of power to actually cancel someone fully and take them all the way down. So that means something when it comes from a particular cultural context that's very different when on a national global scale, we're talking about canceling people. And when the people that get canceled most frequently come on, look like me, Natasha and Sam and not Katie, Mm -hmm. then what you're still doing is you have now found a way as a white progressive liberal human to do violence to black people and call it justice. Yeah. Correct. Most frequently and most often without due process. I mean, I know that's a legal term, but, you know, without the real scrutiny and understanding of nuance, like in Whoopi's case. Without using the processes and procedures that they've put in place. Correct. To benefit them. Right. We look at Colin Kaepernick and so many other people. Tommy Smith, the Freedom Fist. They were canceled. The Freedom Fist. Oh, (laughs) Oh, yeah. With the Olympics. 1972. He was an Olympian. <laughs> the Freedom Fist. Also, Brian Flores, who just got can- who just got fired by Miami. But canceled, yeah. I mean, Colin Kaepernick. Yes. That's what she said. She said Kaepernick. Oh, who said that? Natasha. I got stuck on Freedom Fist. I'm sorry. See? See? And we just got to finish talk about how we can't heal past. Mm-hmm. I, it's, that's a prime example. Boom, right there. I heard Freedom Fist and I was like, triggered. She doesn't know this is an Olympian. She doesn't. And I forgot that she said Colin Kaepernick, but we're here. We're bad. And he was canceled. Yeah. I, I'm making the point about you talking about who is canceled. Yes. Mm-hmm. And who is doing the counseling. Yeah. And also to Samuel's point as well, it is a tool of white supremacy. And the Bible teaches us every single prophet in the Bible talks about seeking justice. If you read the Bible yesterday, it talks about seeking justice. If you read it today and if you read it tomorrow, it will say seek justice. It's not just a one-time thing. So there is no one justice for every act. God requires us. God asks us to seek justice. Take us to church. And in order to do that, we have to be in the face of God. Mm. If we're not in the face of God about everything that we are seeking justice for, then it's not it's not God's justice. It's my justice. And that's very different. Yes, it's people justice. And it's very different than God's justice. People justice have one consequence for stuff that happens, regardless of the scenarios and situations around it. God's justice looks at the heart. Mm -hmm. God's justice looks at intent. God's justice is so different than what we as people see and do and look at. 
And God, that's why God requires us to seek justice. We have to still toe this line because I think some people do use what you just said to now say that we should not hold people accountable. And maybe that's the work we need to be seeking, right? What does accountability look like, right? Not justice. Yes. What does accountability right. look like? If yes. we find out that Bill Cosby was raping people, which we have and which we did, what are the mechanisms that we make sure he is held accountable for those actions? And then how are we okay once those mechanisms function as designed? For everyone. For everyone, equally, equitably, fairly. Right. My people put those things in place and then they shift them when they need to be used for people like Bill Cosby or in workplaces or something. I mean, so... So I just got triggered by what you said because the thought was, was why you keep claiming them as my people? Like, them ain't... Yo, like, like I want you to disidentify with them, but I do think that it's actually good that you do it because so many white folks, when they get woke... Yeah, because you white. When they get so-called woke or get three black friends on a podcast, they all of a sudden want to talk about those people or white people. Right. And there still is a way in which you are a part of it. They are. Even as you aspire to not be. Right. I mean, that's what I was going to say earlier is, like, I only understood cancel culture when Donald Trump and Fox News is talking about it. I did not understand until this conversation today the depth of where that started. Like, I didn't even think about Janet Jackson before So, um, as being canceled. So I think the reality is I didn't understand how deep this went and had just a surface level view of it. And so those are the ways I claim my people is because I'm still swimming in white supremacy and I have to like bump up and against an edge in order to go, oh, wait, gosh, that's another time. Yeah. Thank you for owning that. Ashe. And what I was going to say is, I think it's not just your people, right? There's nuance within all of that. When we talk about kind of justice accountability, what those, those words that we've lifted up here, for those of us, and I think all four of us on this podcast are Christian, but we know all of our listeners are not. We understand the whole Christian narrative as being one of restoration, right? Of being restored. And how hypocritical of us to cancel completely without the possibility of any type of restoration, right? Um, that's, the, that's the whole story of the cross. I'm saying in the Christian context, I'm not saying I necessarily agree with all of this, but if we follow that narrative. Yeah. I want to restore someone to the previous condition. If that previous condition meant that I was in Africa minding my black business, restore that with all of my resources. You've pillaged the land. You've taken the resource. Like, restore that. And maybe I don't want to go back to Africa with Marcus Garvey. Maybe I want you to restore my condition of being a black king, a black queen, a black non-gender binary royalty person. Like, restore that shit. I don't want to be restored to you because mm -hmm. that didn't exist before this. I was good until you came. Yeah. So there is a place to be restored. And again, I'm going to go, I'm going to go back to, to the prophets because that's what they were very clear about. Um, and one of the prophets being Jesus who walked the earth. Black Jesus. Yes. Do justice, love mercy and walk humbly. Right. That is an act of restoration. When you when you are actively engaged in these things, you can't help but be restored. Mm. It's part of the process. You know what? I want Pastor Sam to give us an invitation in a second that's leaning into restoration. But I started this word of pot by asking, who was the first person to get canceled? And y'all all failed the test. It was Jesus. The reason that I'm saying this now is because what we have at the heart of the theology is a cancellation. Mm -hmm. Brandon about to build something. Preach it. Come on, sir. Someone says some shit that you don't like. I see where you're going. Says or does some shit that troubles you. And instead of taking the time to understand it and to work through what, like, what that calls you to, 
You cancel them. You crucify them. Come on. And so the question that we're asking today, whether you call it reconciliation, restoration, justice, accountability, is what does the other side of the story look like? If there is a function to cancellation, to crucifixion, to dying, to accountability, to calling someone in, what's on the other side of it? Because if you believe the Bible that you read, I'm a Christian humanist most days, a human Christianist. I don't know which one it is, but I'm one of the two. I'm a cultural Christian, some might even say. Human Christian. Uh, somebody say, not, not a Christian scientist, because my mother wouldn't allow me to be that. But, <laughs> but if you read that Bible, on the other side of the cancellation comes some sort of restoration. Right. If you look at Job, who the deity in that book cancels, allows Satan to cancel, if you will, whose friends come in and join the chorus, God comes in and says, I'm going to restore to you what was taken. Double. Yeah. You and what we haven't shot. yet figured out is how to get back to the other side. How do we move beyond canceling to also restoring? Right. And to provide the nuance, right? Everything isn't canceled. Like, I think about Paula Dean. That chicken's good. The chicken's good, right? I think there's some value to disrupting your endless flow of profit on platforms. I say. Because we find out that you're an undercover racist. And so I think that there's some value. You know, you live by these things. What they say, you live by the sword, you're going to die by the sword. You've built your empire on smiling, telling people, add a little more butter. Ooh, just throw all the butter in there. And, you know, everybody's watching your show. We find out you want to make the black people servants. Then I'm okay with you not continuing to make all of those millions on air. I still might go eat your chicken. Uh, so, so, I mean, I think there's some value in how we use these, but it's kind of like that, that analogy of using a scalpel instead of a, uh, an axe, yeah. um, to do surgery. We have to figure out how we use some of these tools to understand what accountability and justice and restoration, um, looks like. Absolutely. Cause some people ain't going to be restored until they lose everything. To channel Natasha, as a matter of fact, do you remember when the rich young ruler came to Jesus and said, I want to know how I can get, I just want to be spiritual like Natasha. I just want to be extra church. <laughs> Jesus said, sell all that you have. Get rid of everything. You lose everything. Hmm? You can't win until you lose. Did you hear me? Yeah. Do you want to be spiritual? Go listen to Donald Lawrence. Let me be spiritual. <laughs> We've come once again to the end of an episode of Holy Shit Pie. And we always like to leave you with a practical way, pragmatic way, tangible way. You got to say three different words. You got to use some adjectives so people can connect with this. A tangible way to live what we've talked about. And so we invite you to life and life more abundantly. And today, Pastor Sam has our invitation. I love the way Brandon throws his invitation on us two minutes before the end of the uh, episode. Because then you know it's the Holy Ghost. Ah, shut up. It's the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Come on here. Ah, it's the ghost. It's the ghost. I think sometimes what's missing at the heart of our interactions with each other is simple humanity, right? Yeah. I think about the relationship that I have with my family, with my brother, with my sister, with, you know, the people that I'm connected to, that I listen for understanding. Mm -hmm. I, I've, I've journeyed with them enough to know when they mean harm mm -hmm. or when they've misspoken. But even if I'm offended, I don't cancel. I dig deep. I say, whoa, where did that come from? What does that mean? I feel some kind of way. But because of the way I journey with them, it's hard for me to cancel them. Mm. 
I might hold them accountable. I might expose their inconsistencies. I might say we need to build some things. We need to really, it's hard for me to cancel people that I've journeyed with and I have a connection with. And so my question for you all out there is how do you examine the purpose of these actions like canceling? And how are you journeying with people? What's the relationship with the people that you're journeying with that seeks? And that's why when I use that word restore, that seeks to restore them, not necessarily in relationship with you, but whatever that thing is that has deconstructed their own humanity mm. that has torn them down in a way that they think they can drug women. That's good, Sam. They can privately call people niggers and tell them we wanted them to dress like the antebellum period and wear and be servants. How do I mm. restore you beyond that place? Talk, sir. And so that's what I say when I say restoration. And if you are a Christian or a part mm. of a religion where restoration is a part of that, then you, you can't also be pro-cancel culture because then you are the one saying crucify. Look at Sam. Look at God. That, that's that Holy Ghost. That's that two-minute invitation, baby. Sam can pull out a sermon. Come on, live an epistle. That's so good because I think cancellation has been about correction. People are trying to yeah. correct. Mm-hmm. And the best type of correction comes from relationships, Samuel. That's it. But see, I think it, it should be about correction. I don't think it's about correction anymore. It's about white supremacy from my vantage point. It's about white supremacy. It's about erasure. Yes. It's about elimination, getting rid of. And in some ways, it came out of a pure place, right? I say a pure place in the sense that I don't want to see Robert E. Lee's statue in front of my kid's school. There's a place for that. And people have taken that and said, well, if you're going to cancel Robert E. Lee, we need to cancel Whoopi. Not the same thing. You you understand what I'm saying? I'm picking up what you're putting down. The Robert E. Lee was about, that was about correction. Yeah. Let's correct this. Yeah. Why are we elevating people who dehumanize a whole group of people? Yeah. With Whitney, it's about, uh, y'all better get her too. You know, what about that black woman over there? She said it ain't about, right. you know, and so it's, it, it should be about correction. It's not about that anymore. He said Whitney. I was like, he Whitney. He did say Whitney. I keep saying, I don't know why I keep saying Whitney. Mm-hmm. Whoopi. God bless yeah. her soul. Her mama should have named her Whitney. Uh, Whoopi's just fine. Oh, that's not, not her name, though. Is her right. mama named that's her Karen. That's not her name. <laughs> Mother Goldberg is just fine. And why are folks not trying to get her to change her last name? Because, I mean, it's a, it's a stage name. But she's like, you can't be called Goldberg and say that the Holocaust wasn't about race. <laughs> And right. so whatever right. and so un- uninformed, ill-informed. And, and although those were her words, that's not what she said. I'm, I'm going to go back to this holy text, the Holy Bible. Jesus said so many things that he did not teach. Talking and teaching are different. Life. He t- Jesus taught with his life. And Samuel, that was your invitation to teach with your life, mm. right? And you do that in relationship. Yes. However, one of the things that white supremacy ideation has sought to rob us of is the importance and value of relationships. Absolutely. And if we can just get rid of and erase, we don't have to deal with. But but we know that that's not true. This is so good. So Ted Smith, Tedrick, who we talked about a few weeks ago on the podcast, mm-hmm. talked about the American empire as an apparatus that balances like a trampoline in it. So it absorbs the power that you have and then attempts to claim that power as its own. And so in some ways, what cancel culture has done, it said, oh, y'all are out here protesting this stuff. Y'all are out here crying for justice. You're out here trying to get us to change the system. What white supremacy says, we can do it even better and we can do it more quickly than you can. And we're willing to crucify one of the people that's a part of our system if the system itself can be maintained. Correct. That's why they let Derek Chauvin get locked up. And Harvey Weinstein. Because the system is more important mm-hmm. than any individual. And so there's a white type of justice that says, we canceled Whoopi for two weeks. 
we don't need to look at the structures of ABC. Mm-hmm. We canceled Bill Cosby. Yeah. We took all of his shit off of the streaming services. We don't need to look at the conditions, as Samuel's already highlighted, that made that possible. We don't need to look at any of that. We don't need to lock up any of the white men who've done just as much, if not more, than what he did, because we locked him up for a little while. That's white power, baby. And that ain't it. That is the end of this episode. We thank you so much for listening, and we hope that you'll come back next week because it just keeps on getting better and better, or gooder and gooder, as somebody said. Gooder and gooder, yes. Do 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 do. Me 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 me. Katie, tell them where they can like us. Well, you can like us in two places now on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. So rate us, as Sam says, with only five stars, and tell us what you're liking. Pretty please. Natasha, how can they contact us? If you would like to contact us about anything, please send an email to Come on, Tarsh. <laughs> Holy shit at theolabmedia.com I'm so proud of you, Sam. These folks are eating. Tell them how they need to pay for the meals. And listen, we need to keep the lights on. So if you are enjoying the meal, you got to pay where you eat. My God. I went to McDonald's. They did not give me my food for free. Head on over to patreon.com forward slash Steel Lab Media. Put a little offering in the offering basket. We sure appreciate it. And as always, we'll be back next week. Same time, same place. We love y'all. Keep listening. Keep streaming. Keep posting. Until then. Peace. peace. And also, I want y'all to know who do follow us on social media. Brandon tried to make it seem like I could just do these videos as easy as he posted that. That's not the case. He had me sitting down, taking each video, streaming together. Now he found the workaround. And he's like, yeah, Sam ain't been doing this. So I had to do it. Mother, you ain't shit. I just want you to know, Brandon, you ain't shit. Samuel, now you acting like baby Nick. Stop that. Yeah, I know I know this ain't gonna never go in the uh Oh, it's going in. Oh, it's always oh, an interlude. No, it's closing footage. No. I really gotta start listening to the podcast so I can see what y'all put in it. So much is in it. <laughs>